from Tokyo, Japan, and New Plymouth, New Zealand. This is Down to Business English with your hosts, Skip Montreux and Samantha Vega. Happy holidays, Samantha. Happy holidays to you too, Skip. Did you have a nice Christmas? Yes, as a matter of fact. I had myself a very merry Christmas. Ah, that's good to hear. What did you get up to? I spent the holidays at home. Our favorite place to be. It's very hot here in New Zealand at the moment. So most of the days spent at home and then out for a walk in one of the beautiful areas around our region. Hmm, sounds relaxing. And you, how was your Christmas? Christmas is a fairly low-key event here in Japan. It tends to be more for young couples and friends. It isn't even a national holiday. Businesses are open all the way up to December 28th or 29th. So I didn't do much. I guess the big event there is New Year's. Yes, it is absolutely bigger than Christmas. My favorite holiday in Japan, as a matter of fact. And why is that? I don't really know. I guess back in Canada, I would always go to some New Year's Eve party, drink way too much, and then spend the first day of the New Year severely hungover. But here in Japan, I spend the 30th and 31st cleaning up around my house. Then at midnight on New Year's Eve, I visit a local shrine, say a little prayer for a healthy and prosperous New Year, go home, hit the sack, and wake up the next morning ready to jump into the new year. You make it sound so peaceful. It is. I think that's why I like it so much. Anyway, today is our final episode of Down to Business English for 2022. It is. How many episodes did we get out over the course of 2022? Including this episode, you, Des, and I somehow managed to produce a total of 36 episodes. All the way from D2B 201 on reverse logistics to D2B 236 about the Edinburgh financial reforms in the UK. And this episode, D2B 237. That's right. So, seeing as how this will be our final episode of the season, I thought it would be a good idea to revisit two or three of the business news stories we covered over this year and see what the latest developments have been with them. I prepared an update on one story we covered. Great, and I am ready with a short update on another one as well. Fantastic. So, let's do it. Let's get D2B down to business, year in review. A look back on some of the stories we covered on D2B in 2022. Let's go through these updates in the chronological order that we reported on them. Sure, that makes the most sense. In April, in D2B episode 208, we covered two business news stories that were making headlines at the time. D2B 208, Will Smith's Academy Award slap, and the poison pill Twitter's board of directors had put in place to prevent Elon Musk from buying the company. 
Right. What are the updates on those two stories? Well, I'm pretty sure everyone is aware that Elon Musk did eventually end up buying Twitter. I think you would need to be living under a rock not to know that. So we don't need to go into that into too much detail. But just to recap, Elon Musk took over as CEO of Twitter on October 27th. Within a very short time, he fired almost 50% of the Twitter workforce, gave the remaining workers an ultimatum that they needed to work long hours with high intensity, canceled Twitter's work-from-home policy, made a mess of the Twitter certification system, reinstated many controversial Twitterers such as Donald Trump, who had been previously banned for inciting violence, and then he banned reporters from CNN, the New York Times, and the Washington Post. Talk about making waves. He sure caused a lot of ruckus over the course of just a couple of months. And to top it all off, on December 19th, he put up a poll in his Twitter feed asking his followers if he should step down as CEO. 57.5% of respondents said, yes, he should resign. And is he going to honor that? He has been very evasive about it. He hinted that he would step down if he could find someone to replace him. And he has also said that future polls will only be open to paying Twitter customers. So he's not going to step down? Yeah, I doubt it. Well, putting that decision aside for a moment, has he improved Twitter at all since taking over from a business point of view? It's way too early to tell. But if it is any indication... Some major Twitter advertisers have suspended their ads on Twitter since he took over. General Motors and Volkswagen being two of the big names to stop spending. And what is their rationale? These companies are getting a lot of pressure not to advertise on Twitter from activist groups who are campaigning against Musk. Pressure in the form of? In the form of threatened boycotts. These activists see Musk at the reins of Twitter as a danger to free speech. No company wants to be at the wrong end of a well-organized boycott. Yeah, the easiest thing for them to do is just cut ties with Twitter. It doesn't appear that Musk is having a positive business impact on Twitter. Not initially, that's for sure. And what about Will Smith? We also reported on him slapping Chris Rock at the Academy Awards and the fallout that that was having on his career. What update do you have on him? For the most part, Smith kept a pretty low profile in the months following the incident. But he did eventually apologize to Chris Rock. Yes, he apologized. He did that in a video he posted on social media in July. But just in the last month or so, he appeared on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah and talked about the slapping incident. He is starting to venture out into the spotlight again. A very important step in resurrecting his career. And that is exactly what he was doing on The Daily Show. He was promoting his first film release since the Academy Awards incident. What movie is that? It's called Emancipation, and it was released on Apple TV Plus earlier this month. Now, it was filmed before the Academy Award incident, but its release date had been up in the air until now. That is definitely a good sign that Apple is going ahead with it. It is. And what will be very interesting to watch is that with Emancipation being released in December, 
Smith will be eligible to be nominated for Best Actor next year. I thought he was banned from the Academy Awards. He is banned from attending the ceremony, but not from being nominated for an award. So things are looking up for him. Mm, They are. On top of emancipation, Jerry Bruckheimer, the producer of the very lucrative Bad Boys film franchise, has recently said he fully expects Bad Boys 4 to move forward in the future with Will Smith. If that project happens, Will Smith is going to be back on the actor's A-list in no time. No doubt. So, that is a little update on D2B208, the Academy Award slap and Twitter poison pill. What is your update on, Samantha? I wanted to update everyone on what we covered in D2B222 in September. The dismissal of Lisa Laflamme. Right. The story out of Canada where Bell Media, one of Canada's largest media companies, was accused of blatant ageism when they fired Laflamme, the longtime anchor of CTV's nightly news program. That was the story. Like I said, that all happened in September. And at the time, Bell Media and CTV were getting a lot of backlash about letting her go. Although they claimed it was a business decision, a lot of people accused them of firing her because she stopped dyeing her hair, letting it go gray on camera. And if my memory serves me right, Canadian companies took to Twitter to support Laflamme, graying out their logos, at least temporarily. Wendy's Canada, the fast food chain, was one of the companies to do that, yes. Bell Media weathered all the negative attention by placing Michael Melling, the executive at CTV News, who was responsible for letting her go, on administrative leave. They also had an independent third party review CTV's business culture. So what is the latest development in this story? Well, first, the independent review was finished. It found that there was a culture in the CTV newsroom where people were afraid to raise concerns for fear of reprisal, and that in order to improve working conditions, there was a need for greater civility and respect in the newsroom. It doesn't sound like Miss Laflamme is getting her job back. There was never any chance of her returning after an unceremonious departure like that. But what has happened is that Michael Melling has been permanently reassigned to another area of Bell Media. He is no longer at CTV News. But he has a job. Yes, he has a job. Sounds like Bell Media and Melling have survived this. What about Lisa Laflamme? Is she now completely retired? Oh, no. She's doing quite well for herself. In fact, just after she was dumped by CTV, she was hired by Rogers Media, a big competitor of CTV, to lead their coverage of Queen Elizabeth's funeral. Okay, well, good for her. And just last month, on November 4th, she was invested into the Order of Canada. Oh, I thought she already had received that award. No. In 2019, she was named an Officer of the Order of Canada. Being invested to the Order of Canada is a higher award. Maybe for our non-Canadian listeners, you should tell us what the Order of Canada is. It is a ceremonial award given by the Canadian Governor-General that recognizes citizens for their contribution to Canadian society. Right. It's a big thank you from the country. Sure. But I think it is quite the honor. At the ceremony where she received the award, 
She was hailed as one of Canada's most recognizable journalists and an inspirational role model to news broadcasting. So Michael Mellon keeps his job and Lisa Laflamme gets an award. That is your update to the story? That's pretty much the update to that story, yes. Then, on that note, it's time for us to get D2V down to vocabulary. find down-to-business English useful in your English studies? Would you like to support the show? Consider becoming a D2B member today. Down-to-business English memberships come with three great benefits. First, D2B members receive bonus content in the form of exclusive members-only episodes. Second, Within moments of a new episode being released, an audio script is automatically emailed to you. There is no need for D2B members to go through the time-consuming process of visiting the website, logging into their account, locating an episode, and then downloading the audio script file. And third, D2B members have 100% access to the entire library of audio scripts all the way from Season 1, Episode 1, right up to the most recently released episode. Interested in becoming a member? Just visit the Down to Business English website and click on the membership link at the top of the page. Before we get into our list of vocabulary for today, I need to make an announcement uh, to all of our listeners. What would that be? There is a very good chance that by the time you are listening to this episode, our final episode of 2022, the D2B website may not be available. My big New Year's holiday project is to finish updating the D2B website. You've been putting in a lot of time on that over the last month or so. That's right. So if anyone is visiting the website looking for the audio script of today's show, you may find that the website is down. But if you are a D2B member, you will have already received a link to the audio script, so check your email inbox. The server that hosts the audio script files won't be affected by the website update. How long will the D2B website be down? <laughs> Good question. If everything goes smoothly, maybe 24 hours. But if I encounter any unexpected issues, it may last longer. Back-end web development is a little bit out of my area of expertise. So if I run into trouble, I'll need to get some third party to help me out. Got it. What I will do though, is when the redesigned website is up and running, I will make an announcement to everyone on our email list and I will post an audio announcement in our podcast feed. So if you are following Down to Business English through Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other podcatcher, you will receive that announcement. Cool. And I really encourage everyone to go check out the new website. We are making it much easier to search the site and access older episodes on a wide variety of business topics and stories. I am looking forward to that. I'm excited about the website relaunch too. Anyway, 
What is the first item on our D2B list, Samantha? Let's start with two verb phrases that have very similar meanings and can be used almost interchangeably or to reinforce each other. And they would be? To make waves and to cause a lot of ruckus. To make waves would be an idiom and to cause a ruckus, I guess that would be just a verb phrase. If you say so. (laughs) (laughs) To make waves means to be active to such an extent that other people notice you. And your intention for being active is usually to cause some kind of trouble. Mm. And to cause a lot of ruckus means the same. Yes. To cause a ruckus means to create a lot of noise or confusion. In our update on Elon Musk and Twitter, I made the comment that Elon Musk has made a lot of waves and has caused a lot of ruckus since buying the company in October. In other words, he has caused a lot of confusion and has been very active, causing trouble. Can you think of another example using ruckus related to business? One business news story that we have not covered this year, but will definitely cover early in the new year, is the scandal surrounding the collapse of the FTX cryptocurrency exchange. In its short life, FTX certainly made a lot of waves in the cryptocurrency industry, and its collapse is causing a ruckus in the financial world in general. A good example, and a good story for us to report on in the new year. It will be. Next on the D2V list is the adjective evasive. When someone or something is described as evasive or as being evasive, it means the person or thing is trying to avoid a difficult situation by being unclear about their position or opinion. In other words, they are trying to hide their true opinion or feeling. In the update, again about Musk and Twitter, Samantha asked if Elon was going to step down as CEO because of the poll he ran. I answered that Musk has been very evasive about what he will do. In other words, He is trying to avoid the situation by not being clear about his position on the matter. The verb to evade and the noun form evasion are very high-frequency business words. They are. And the word carries quite a negative nuance, I'd say, too. Can you give us some examples using them in a business context? Tax evasion is a crime. It is when a person or company, well, basically lies about their revenue or expenses in order to evade paying taxes. Very true. The government certainly frowns upon people who do not pay their taxes. Tax avoidance, on the other hand, is something totally different. True. Tax avoidance is very different from tax evasion. Avoidance is when you avoid taxes by following current tax laws. Uh, But we're getting off track. Way off track. Let's get back on track. (laughs) What is our next word? The noun rationale. A rationale is the basic reason, thinking or logic, for doing something. In our discussion today, I asked Skip what the rationale was for Volkswagen and General Motors to suspend their advertising on Twitter. I was asking Skip what their reasoning was. This is a great word to use in a business meeting. For example, if your overseas colleague tells you in an online meeting 
that they think it is a good idea to increase the advertising budget next quarter, you might ask them, what is your rationale for doing that? In other words, you are asking them for the logic behind that idea. Skip, what is your rationale for updating our website? <laughs> My rationale is quite simple, Samantha. Our current website, although functional, looks very, very out of date. That is a good rationale. <laughs> Moving on. Our next word is the verb to venture. To venture somewhere means to go or proceed in a cautious or careful manner. When we were talking about Will Smith, Samantha commented that he had started to venture out into the spotlight. Or to put it another way, Will Smith had cautiously or carefully started to make appearances in public in an attempt to restore his image. How would you use this in a business context, Samantha? Well, the classic definition of the term business venture is a new business that is created with the plan to sell a product or service to a specific type of customer. Hmm, that is venture in its noun form. How about using it as a verb? Amazon comes to mind. It started out as an online retailer for physical books. Oh, that's right. But over time, it ventured into every space of the retail world. And even cloud-based IT solutions with AWS or Amazon Web Services. A classic example of venturing into new markets. Our next and final word, our final D2V word for 2022 is the verb to weather. This may have come up in previous episodes, but it is such a good verb. It is. When you say that you have weathered something, you are communicating that you are successfully dealing with a difficult situation. When I updated the Lisa Laflamme story, I noted that Bell Media had somehow weathered all the negative press they had received from firing her. In other words, Samantha was communicating that Bell had successfully dealt with the negative situation they had found themselves in. You mean the negative situation that they had put themselves in? <laughs> yes, that's what I meant. Can you give us an example of using the verb weather in a business context, Skip? Sure. The Japanese yen has weakened significantly this year. Although it has recovered a bit in the last few weeks, a weak yen makes business very tough for Japanese importers. In order to weather the weak yen, many of them are being forced to increase their prices, which in turn makes it difficult for consumers. Well, it is either raise prices or lower profits, I suppose. And I think most importers did do that. They ate the cost for most of 2022, but they just couldn't continue to weather it with that approach. So I fully expect to see more and more price increases in the cost of things here in Tokyo in 2023. Ouch. Yeah, I just hope I can weather that. Would you like to support Down to Business English? Help D2B reach more people wanting to improve their business English skills. Be sure to subscribe to Down to Business English on Apple Podcasts or any place podcasts are found. 
While you are there, why don't you leave a rating and a review? Down to Business English. Business news to improve your business English. And that brings us to the end of the final Down to Business English episode of 2022. Samantha, thank you ever so much for all your efforts on the show this year. You are most welcome, Skip. I really enjoyed working on the show with you. And I look forward to a new season in the new year. So do I. Listeners, just so everyone knows, D2B is going to take a couple of weeks off as I finish and relaunch the website redesign. When do you think we'll be back? My target is that season 14 of Down to Business English will start in the third week of January. I am aiming to release D2B 238 on Tuesday, January 17th. Sounds great. And as I mentioned earlier, I will make an announcement in the podcast feed when the website is up and running. So I hope everyone can take a moment and visit the new site. I will be one of the first to do that. Thank you so much, Samantha. And to all our listeners out there, thank you very, very much for tuning into and following D2B this year. And to our D2B members, a big shout out for supporting the show. We wouldn't be able to do any of this without you. We wish you all a happy new year and all the best for 2023. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you in the new year. Take care. Have a comment or question about today's show? Don't be shy. Visit the D2B website or Facebook page and post any comments or questions there. Skip, Des or Samantha will be sure to leave a reply. Down to Business English. Business news to improve your business English.